Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello everybody, welcome to the show, happy Friday. Oh my word, did you did you watch any of the, the big Fanny Willis testimony yesterday wow we're gonna get into that and uh, we've got some we've got some great audio it was like a bad tyler perry movie uh hello everybody welcome to friday open line friday that means you can talk about whatever you want to talk about today our telephone number is 901-260-5926 that's 901-260-5926 fanny willis will not be testifying today uh, after what happened yesterday, um, I'm just curious, where did she go to law school? Do we have any indication of where uh, Fannie Willis uh, went to law school? Was it one of these, like, at the local stop-and-go? Is that uh, the local Wawa? Is that where she got her her degree? I, I'm just very curious. Um, wow. Cut number Cut number three, please. My word. Cash hoard that you had collected over time. Cash what? Hoard. H-O-R-D-E. I thought you said something different, sir. No, I'm afraid I wouldn't say that. Uh-huh. Any circumstance, you or in All right, back on track. The hoard. Cash not, not hoard. Not a hoard. Not a hoard. I, I would ho. not class. Cash ho. Ca- ho. Ho. I believe that's the word he was looking for. Uh, anyway, uh, Big Fanny also uh, talking about her man, uh, throwing Nathan Wade under the bus um, multiple times. Cut number eight. And, did the, and the, did the forthcoming indictment have anything to do with that? Ooh. Or was it just a coincidence? <clears throat> Mr. Let's go on and have the conversation. Well, I'm just asking you whether or not it was a coincidence. had absolutely nothing to do with this. It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. We would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. Is there anything else you would like to add to that? No. Sure. I'm sure we'll talk about it further. No, we're not going to talk about it further. All right. No back and forth. Let's stay down. Next question. Woman, go make me a sandwich. I want me a sandwich. So, um, as near as I can tell, while uh, Big Fanny may not be a hoe in the biblical sense of the term, 
uh, her her uh, boyfriend, uh, Nathan, wait, the lover, the paramour, could be a gigolo, uh, as near as I can tell. I mean, she was giving the guy cash money. And by the way, lost in all of this, and do we know, we're, we're going to find out, I, do we know if if the ex, you know, because he was married while all of this was going on. I mean, they were they were breaking at least six or seven of the commandments right out of the gate. Uh, so he was still married. Are we going to hear from the ex? Man, that would be some great testimony. By the way, Big Fanny's daddy is going to be testifying today. No, not that kind of a daddy, her actual daddy. Uh, he's going to be testifying, and he's a former member of the Black Panthers. So, you know, it's just <laughs> you can't make this up. But it looks to me like Big Fanny was colluding with the lover and with others to cash in on the opportunity to go after Donald Trump. That's what this is looking like. So we are expecting some sort of a decision from the judge later today. I think that not only does Big Fanny get the heave-ho, I think everybody gets a heave-ho on this one. And Donald Trump comes out smelling like a rose. Uh, this is pretty pathetic. And and again, it's somewhat humorous because this woman, what she she showed up for court. I don't know if you guys saw this. She had her dress on backwards. And she came storming in there. She wasn't even supposed to testify. So she's she's putting on some sort of a show trial. I guess it's a weird thing because she's going on that there's this like whole like other side of Big Fanny. So she she went a little ghetto on the stage yesterday. So I don't know if that's some sort of an act or or if that's who she really is, but she's she's clearly she's playing for the cameras here. Uh let's play cut number 6. I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm that. sorry, what? I'm not going to emasculate oh, a black emasculate. man. Did you understand that? Right. Well, I don't Let's think we should discuss further. No, that's, not, that's a S, not a J. Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, emasculate. Uh, she's not going to emasculate a black man. Uh, thank you for that clarification indeed. Again, I'm telling you, I I was just waiting, waiting for Medea to just, uh, throw open the doors and start beating people up. This is insane. Even over at MSDNC, they're like, oh, geez, this is this is not good for the cash hoe. Uh, cut, horrid, my apologies. Uh, cut number four, please. It's, it's so legalistic-centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think... Uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court. It's game over for her. She will be disqualified. Um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to to the court, it's it's a huge deal. I I can't overstate it. And oh, do you oh, make me a sandwich? Whoa, pardon me. Maybe the neighbors here. Uh, so a lot going on uh, in court today, and all of this is good news for Donald Trump, but it's also horrible news. Horrible in the sense that Donald Trump had to go through all of this. I, I somewhat feel bad for the people who went ahead and pled guilty uh, in this RICO charge. Uh, but then again, a lot of those were going to turn on Donald Trump anyway. So I really have very little sympathy for those people. Um, so so here we are, ladies and gentlemen, and it's an ugly, ugly situation. But I can tell you this, Big Fanny's credibility, it's shot squashed like she sat down in a chair on it 
This is this is insane what went down yesterday, and it's a mockery of the judicial system. Cut number seven. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken when no, Mr. Wade. Well, no, no, no. Look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So. Mm-mm-mm. She put her dress on backwards. Did anybody notice that? Or, or was that just me? It's She looked very um, poorly put together yesterday. Came in there winking. She was winking to somebody. We don't know who that was. Well, who is she winking to? There, there was a lot going on. Do they do drug testing? I'm just asking here because I think I would have passed the cup over. Uh, ma'am, we need you to take a pee in this, police. She could have gone to the bathroom under supervision, but uh, something wasn't quite. I don't know. It just seemed like something was off yesterday. Cut number five. Suddenly, he's changing. She files her financial declarations. Same. the subpoena. Miss Mershon has called her as the next witness. Um. All right. So that was it. Just the argument. No testimony. All right. I listened to the argument this morning where Adam Abadi, I thought, did an excellent job pointing out how dishonest you were with the court on Monday. And um, I'm actually surprised that the hearing continued. But since it did, here I am. Great. Great. Um, so let's talk about first. Let's just talk about what you did in preparation for today. Um, did you meet with Mr. Wade at all? Once the, mo- once the motion was filed, did you meet with Mr. Wade and talk to him about the motion that I filed to disqualify you? On January, this first January motion? But, yes. I don't know if you could say talked about. Um, I probably had some choice words about some of the things that you said that were dishonest within this motion. So I don't know that it was a conversation. As you know, Mr. Wade is a Southern gentleman. Me, not so much. A southern gentleman. Is that what she said? Oh, do we have the part where she likes the gray goose, uh, by the way? And by gray goose, I'm assuming that's the beverage and not a euphemism. I do not know. There was a lot to there was a lot to unravel from yesterday. But she's not a big wine drinker. Uh, she said she likes the gray goose. Oh, Nathan Wade, um, he was, uh, wow, even he looked like um, he had been um, partaking of the devil's lettuce before the uh, the hearing yesterday uh this is this is how he responded when uh he was asked about sleeping in a cabin um, we are not going to edit this so you will hear some silence uh, cut 11 i booked lots of cabins did you go to a cabin with miss willis ever 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 What was that all about? I mean, it's a yes or no question. What was he thinking about? So, again, a lot to unravel here. Uh, Big Fanny also admitted to campaign finance fraud. Uh, This is, in all seriousness, this is a pretty significant uh, issue where she said that she had lots of cash uh, laying around her house. And apparently it's, and by the way, MSDNC is now saying, well, this is a cultural thing. 
Uh, MSNBC says, all of you black folk out there don't trust the banks, and therefore you hoard your cash in your homes. That's what MSNBC is reporting. But Fanny, uh, Big Fanny said that she actually took some of her leftover campaign money and she used it for her private personal expenses. Who in the world would admit to doing something like that? That is a crime. That's illegal. It's against the law. So it just seems to me that if the roles had been reversed here, the Justice Department would have already taken Big Fanny into custody. If Big Fanny had been a Republican and she was doing this to a Democrat president, she would already be in jail, as would Nathan Wade. A lot of shenanigans going on. If I'm in the IRS, I'm already in Atlanta looking over the books because there's a lot that just doesn't pass the smell test here. All that to say, these are the people that handed out for Donald John Trump, and now you get to see him for who they really are, and it's not a pretty look. All right, uh, we've got to take a break here. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. The bottom line here, folks, there is the, there's nothing in, in Fulton County, Georgia. Nothing. Uh, Donald Trump, he needs to, these charges need to be dropped. The case needs to be dismissed. And somebody owes Donald Trump an apology. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Todd Stearns, and I want to update you on my Calitrin journey. I'm still losing weight. I'm also sleeping a lot better, and I've got a lot more energy. Calitrin really is about more than just weight loss. Here's my good friend Elizabeth from Calitrin. That's right, y'all. Stop wasting your time feeling tired, feeling out of shape, trying all these crazy fads, all these crazy diets. Some of these medications are harsh, y'all. Calitrin is proven for weight loss. It's been proven for over 25 years to help you lose weight safely without drugs, without stimulants. It's really good for you. It's only got side benefits, no side effects. I'm talking about better sleep, less joint pain, more energy. You just don't even know how good you're going to feel until you lose the weight the right way. There's also no rebound weight gain with this product either. So check it out for yourself. The website is toploss.com. All the information is on there, toploss.com. That's And be sure to use that discount code Todd. All right, Big Fanny's daddy uh, taking the stand. He's a former Black Panther called Cops the Enemy. What a nice family. Um, so the daughter's now a homewrecker. And uh, Daddy Hates Cops, and uh, saying that, um, oh, let's see here, he dropped a Taylor Swift line uh, during the testimony. So anyway, uh, nothing nothing major happening. We're going to keep an eye on the, um, we're going to keep an eye on all of this. You know what troubles me about this, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have yet to hear from the governor of Georgia on any of this. And I get it. Brian Kemp hates Donald Trump. I get that. But there is something called right and wrong here. And it's really troubling that the governor of Georgia is turning a blind eye to what's happening in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office right now. I mean, that is just, that's just unacceptable. Just absolutely unacceptable. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926 on this open line Friday. That's 901- 260-5926. Let's go to the phone lines. 
Joe from Ella J, Georgia, hanging out with us today. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind? Todd, great show as always. Well, first of all, let me say that I think this case ought to be thrown out uh, as well as all the cases against Trump. I strongly support Trump, and I think you'll definitely be the next president. But I also want to mention to you, Rich McCormick is a congressman from Georgia and a strong supporter of Trump. And, Todd, I'm real excited. He's come up with a bill to cut capital gains tax rate from 20% to 10%. In other words, if you sold the radio station, your radio station, instead of paying 20%, you would pay 10 And, of course, anybody all over the country with land, with stocks, with bonds or anything, their capital gains rate would be cut in half. And I think that will send the stock market. already at all-time high, but it will, will go way up. And, of course, that's good for the economy. And our Democrat friends who like the government, they'll get 10% too. When the, when you sell stock, you'll pay 10%. But anyway, I'm real excited about that. So we're all getting behind Rich McCormick. And I want to say again what I've said before. I think your radio show will help give Trump a huge landslide win November 5th. So I want to thank you for all you're doing. And we're all fired up down here in Georgia for Trump. And I think Trump's definitely going to be the next president of the United States. All right. Well, Joe, always appreciate you calling in. Thank you for that. And again, our number, 901-260-5926. Did you, we've been following this crazy story out of Russia where the opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, has apparently died. Um, that's the that's the word we're getting. Um, this coming from Newsmax. Uh, he had been jailed at just at a penal colony north of the Arctic Circle. Uh, Navalny, just 47 years old, and uh, he and Putin hated each other. And we're expecting President Biden to come out and speak about this in just a few moments. Meanwhile, you have Tucker Carlson over there. And, and this is really what gets me about Tucker. Uh, Tucker's over there, and it's one thing to go and interview a Putin. It's another to do what he's doing now, which is quite frankly looking a lot like a Russian propaganda, but and I somebody came out yesterday or early this morning on on social media and explained no no what people really don't get is this is what Tucker's really doing. Okay, if you have to have somebody come out and say that, then you're not doing it correctly. So anyway, Tucker's out there, and we're gonna play some audio a little bit later on over on this. Tucker's at a grocery store, and he's and he's he's at the subway, and he's talking about how. The subways are clean, and you feel safe. And and yes, I mean, that's very clear that you do. But the point that Tucker ought to be making here is why, and, and it has to be very clear so that the American people understand this, he needs to be explaining why is it that their subways are nice and clean and nobody's getting hit over the head, nobody's getting robbed, nobody's getting shot. Why is that the case in Russia? But here in the United States of America, you literally put your life in your hands when you get on a New York City subway these days. And that's a legitimate question to ask. Because something is clearly, clearly not going, something is not going right in America. And it's true. And, and right now, we are in the throes of, of chaos in this country. And, it, and it's not organic, right? This, this did not just happen on its own. This is all part of a coordinated plan to destabilize the country. And that's why the Democrats are allowing the criminals to run wild, is that they want this chaos. And out of the chaos comes communism. Out of the chaos comes a crackdown on our freedoms, ladies and gentlemen. 
That's what we need to be focusing on, not how clean the Russian subways are or the fact that they have grocery stores and McDonald's over there. All right, got to take a break. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Hello to all of our friends listening to us in Houston, Texas on Patriot Talk Radio. You guys are rocking today. Hey, coming up, Kevin Hearn, a congressman and chairman of the Republican Study Committee. Uh, he'll be dropping by. But right now, I want to go to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And we have the senior editor for Human Events and the overlord of all of social media in America. Uh, this guy is a rock star. Jack Posobi uh, joins us. Jack, how's it going? Hey, good afternoon. How are you there? Jack, uh, good to have you with us today and uh, a lot going on. And we just, first of all, appreciate the great work you're doing on uh, Twitter, especially now known as X, of course. Uh, but uh, you're crushing it, man. Well, thank you. I mean, it's <clears throat> I really do believe that, you know, we couldn't nobody could have seen that Elon Musk would purchase Twitter you know, uh, almost two years ago, I guess a year and a half ago now, a year and change, and and turn it from this den of, I mean, think of where we were with Twitter in the 2020 election as to now. So to the 2020 election, Twitter was the place where the FBI had a direct backdoor to Twitter and could tell them what they wanted taken down, whether it be about COVID-19, whether it be about ballots, whether it be about election integrity, uh, any kind of election um, malfeasance that went on immediately taken down. And of course, everyone famously knows that the FBI put pressure and didn't even really need to put much pressure. They just asked Twitter to take down the Hunter Biden story and dutifully complied. That's where Twitter was uh, four years ago. Now, I had the opportunity to conduct an X spaces, which Elon Musk um, took part in. You never know when he's going to hop on to one of those things. It's kind of amazing. And uh, we're there with Ramaswamy and Alex Jones was there. And it was just everybody it became this massive thing. And I had the occasion to ask Elon, you know, I said, you know, I, I appreciate everything you're talking about, but what, what will you do if the FBI comes to you this year? Because, you know, we understand what happened last time, but if they come to you this time, Will you take down lawful, truthful information, or at least First Amendment protected information, from your service if the FBI asks you to? He said, number one, I would ask them to obtain a court order, and we would fight it in court. Number two, if they took, if they still demanded that I take it down, he said, I would be prepared to go to prison. So he's talking a big game. 
And I, I hope that he's able to, to stick by that. But at the same time, I really have to say that I think that something happened in just the world after that, uh, after that purchase was made, remember $40 billion, where we all sort of began to be able to speak a little bit more freely. And we felt as though the sword of Damocles had lifted from above our necks. And it seems like this has been what's generated what I believe is not necessarily a move to the right, but a move back to the center, because our entire country has been governed by the far left and far leftist ideas and far leftist policies for almost a decade now. Um, Trump, of course, was fighting that when he was president. But now, because we have the ability to speak freely again, we are moving rightward, but we're actually moving back to the center because we had been so far left for so long. You know, Jack, I know that you've been uh, covering this on your feed, and we've been uh, following the developments out of Kansas City. And it's interesting, and you know how it is with the media. If the the shooters don't fit their preconceived notion or narrative, it's over. I mean, the fact that we still don't know who these people are and what the motive was, uh, and as you point out, Kansas City's got a big gang problem right now. That appears to be uh, what this may have been 48 hours ago. Look. You know, and, and again, I, I'm waiting for the full details to be released, just like everyone else. To me, it's it's an absolute, uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's an absolute uh, disgrace that the Kansas City Police Force and the mayor and the DA there have not put this information out. We get drips and drabs over. We think it might be some juveniles. We think it might have been a political, or excuse me, a non-political but personal dispute. They say it's not terrorism. It's not extremism. Okay, well, we don't know. If you know what it's not, then that means you certainly must know something about what it is. Could you please perhaps tell us? No, they won't. They'll tell us to be worried about things that happen in countries that are tens of thousands of miles away from our borders, but they won't tell us. I mean, Todd, the, the Super Bowl parade, can you think of anything more Americana than football? The Super Bowl champions, everyone's there, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, everyone's, you know, it's like the biggest story in the world, and there's a shooting that breaks out. And the media just disappears. No interest in the story. Um, you know, I was watching. I was actually watching mainstream media this morning, and they not one of them mentioned it. They did mention. I'll give her credit. The Taylor Swift did uh, donate a hundred grand to the family of the one victim who passed away, and that's that's fantastic. But what I'd like to see is before we run down this uh, this per, this you know political parade of calling for gun laws and we need gun control. Can we actually have a conversation about where the majority of the deadly violence is coming from in this country? And I'm sorry, but it is not coming from lawful gun owners. No NRA member has ever committed a mass shooting. Believe me, I check. And we know that the propensity for this is always it's street violence, it's gang violence. That is the problem. And yet we're not allowed to talk about it because it's not politically correct. No, it's a, it's a great point. And, and I uh, live in Memphis, Tennessee, my hometown, and we're one of the well, deadliest, we're one of the deadliest <laughs> cities. No, no, you're preaching to the choir here. And yet they somehow turn it around and want to blame it on like, you know, white people. And we're like, wait a second, this is black on black crime. What are you people talking about here? Yeah, and I'm I'm from I'm from a Philly area too. Oh, so well all right. Philly, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'm, 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 this isn't even this isn't even new. It's, and and to your point, Todd, we've we've watched this happen to our wonderful cities, our beautiful cities over the course of the past 20 to 30 years, uh, Tucker Carlson, of course, has been speaking about this, that, you know, you can go to other countries of the world, and that doesn't mean we agree with their governments or their leaders or anything, but at least they keep their cities safe. Why, why is it that we have just decided to not do that? And then when you have a shooting, 
at, at the Super Bowl parade, I, I, I'm still, I struggle to think of something that's more Americana than the parade of the Super Bowl champions, uh, at where children, children who came to see their hometown heroes win the big you know, Lombardi trophy get shot at this thing, and yet there's no national conversation about what took place. To me, it's egregious, and it shows how gaslighted we are as a people that you even – and, and Todd, I've, I've got to say, there are even people on the right – there are even people on the right that are scared to talk about this. Oh, big time. Big time. And as a matter of fact, Jack, and again, going, going back to Sunday, when you had a transgender activist you know, shooting up Lakewood Church, that story's gone from yep. the national coverage. It's gone. Because, again, it doesn't fit the narrative they want to force down our throats. No, Lakewood Church, where a person, and I think at this point, you know, because we've been over at, and I work with, uh, you know, so we do humanevents.com. We also have the Post Millennial. And I've had the team there pulling records on this individual. And I think at this point, the best that I can say about, uh, I think it's her, because she started as female, whatever she ended up as, um, her, about the immigration status, I'll just say questionable immigration status at this point, questionable, because there's some information out there that the shooter may have actually been on an immigration detainer, which means that that person would, in fact, be an illegal immigrant. Wow. Uh, not surprised there. Uh, Jack, real quick here, and we appreciate uh, your time today. And I know you've been all over this story. Um, sources now saying that the intel agencies uh, did, in fact, spy on Trump's campaign, uh, as President Trump knew uh, back in the day. Um, and yet, for years, the media has been trying to, to gaslight us on, on this story. Oh, it's amazing, Todd, right? Because President Trump had his tweet up in March of 2017. Uh, and, of course, his tweet was following the New York Times article that appeared on the day of Trump's inauguration, January 20th, 20, 2017, that said Trump allies picked up on wiretaps during campaign. It was right there. It was, the, it was the front cover of the New York Times before they went in and edited the digital front cover of the New York Times. So if you go look that up, the headline, you can't find the original. You have to actually get a paper copy. Maybe eBay has one or something. I don't know. Poshmark. And you can go and find an actual paper copy of the New York Times. This is what they do now. They, they, um, they don't have to go back and you don't have to go full Winston Smith in 1984 into the arc, into the archives. You just change the digital version. So you change the digital version to sanitize to whatever the current truth is. So, no, it wasn't wiretapping. It was just, uh, it was surveillance. It wasn't spying. So they play these word games to act as if these things weren't happening when we know exactly what happened. President Trump told us, the New York Times told us, they all admitted it before they got caught. The problem was that they were that Trump was never supposed to win and that none of this was ever supposed to be made public. That's it. And and that's and that's the thing. And keep in mind, had Hillary won, we would have never have known any of this was actually going on in the first place. Uh, they tried to sabotage this man's campaign. And when they were unsuccessful, they tried to stage what was, quite frankly, a de facto coup against this president. Exactly. So Trump wins. This creates a, a, a risk in what the preferred narrative was supposed to be. Uh, Hillary's supposed to win. This would have been a continuation of the Obama policies. This is, of course, what we're seeing now with Biden. Uh, many of the same names and faces are associated with the Biden administration, really the third term of Obama. This was supposed to be what happened when Hillary took office. And so that everything that took place from the spring, summer, and fall of 2016 was supposed to be behind closed doors. The Steele dossier was never supposed to see the light of day. 
All they knew was that they had to get put something in front of that judge to sign off on the FISA warrant. So they said, look, put together this cockamamie thing, put it together. We'll put our FBI stamp on it. We'll say it's all good. We'll put this in front of the judge and say, judge, look at all this stuff we got. It's from our our foreign partners and it's this uh, respected MI6 former agent, Christopher Steele. You, you got to let us look on this. And a judge is going to look at that and say, all right, fine, Edville, but let me know what you got. And it was never supposed to see the light of day. And the minute that our country, and you can go back to the church commission, and Frank Church out of Idaho was a Democrat who ran this back in the 70s. And he said that the minute that the United States government starts setting up secret courts and secret surveillance operations within this country, that the temptation to use it against political opponents is is going to be too great for any administration. And so I know there's a lot of people out there that want to beat their chests and say, you know, today because of what happened in Russia and say, oh, it's so horrible. How could Putin do that to a political opponent? I say, wait a minute. Look what you are doing to political opponents. Look at what happening right this now. government is doing to political opponents right now. That's right. And that you're absolutely right about that. Jack, we got to leave it there. I'm, I'm running late for a break here, but just really appreciate the great work you're doing and uh, keep keep it up, my friend. God bless, Todd. Very back at you. All right. Jack Posobiec, everybody, senior editor for Human Events, unafraid to say what needs to be said. Uh, you got to follow him on uh, on Twitter. It's just a, it's a great, great platform, and uh, he's got great intel. All right. Uh, we are following some breaking news out of the nation's capital. President uh, Biden now addressing the, um, the, uh, uh, the allegations against Vladimir Putin. We're keeping an eye on that. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. And uh, thank you for being a part of our radio audience. So uh, not sure if you've heard the news here. Uh, George Soros is getting into the radio business. Uh, George Soros is um, about to take control of the nation's second largest chain of radio stations. Now, this is not a big deal for us. And the reason why is uh, that uh, we are not currently being broadcast on Odyssey radio stations. But uh, there are a good number of conservative radio stations that will now be controlled by George Soros. This is a this is a big deal. Odyssey confirmed that uh, Soros has uh, scooped up their debt, about 50 cents on the dollar, and they're, they're doing that out of a hedge fund group. Odyssey says that the decision by our existing and new debt holders to become equity holders in Odyssey represents a significant vote of confidence in our company and the future of our radio stations. You really think George Soros is going to let those conservative talk radio stations be conservative talk radio stations? You think that's really going to happen? I don't know about that, folks. A lot of a lot of people in the conservative talk radio world are are a little nervous about this. And it's and with good reason. 
Keep in mind, and here's the dirty secret, a lot of the corporate uh, corporate radio stations out there, they are being run by, by liberals, right? George Soros is a leftist. So I'm just shocked that, and let's get real for a second, uh, talk radio, the corporate talk radio, they're not going to allow another Rush Limbaugh to exist. They're just not. They're not going to allow a voice in the corporate world to get that powerful. So one of the things that, that we did on, on this radio show when, um, when I left Fox and went out on my own and became an independent operator is that we went after all the mom and pop, all the independent-owned radio stations out there. And by and large, most of our radio, st- most of our radio sh- uh, stations are, are owned by local folk and not the big corporate dudes. And we love that. And there are a lot of those kinds of stations out there. So, of that being said, while while the um, the corporate stations may end up going belly up, or they may try, and I wouldn't be surprised if George Soros forces some of these conservative talk radio stations to start airing liberal programs. And by the way, he's he's got the right to do that. He controls Odyssey. So I would not be surprised to see something like that happen. But that being said, that's not going to impact what we do here. That and the fact that I own my own radio station, we're always going to have a, a great big platform no matter what happens at the corporate level. Uh, what was it? The Cumulus? I think Cumulus. They actually forced their employees to get the clot shot. Can you believe that? A, a radio company. So a lot of your conservative talk radio host and if you listen to a cumulus owned station every person still employed there had to get the clot shot i mean that's nonsense someone asked me early on um when i bought the station it was in the throes of the china virus the rona rage and i you know i said look that decision's between you and your doctor we were hiring some new people at the time todd do we have to wear a mask do we have to wear a mask? I'm like, this is not NPR. You don't have to wear a mask. We're good here. So that's the way I operate my shop is that we those decisions should be left to you and your doctor, not not a radio show host. I mean, come on, for crying out loud. So anyway, uh, Mike, my uh, heart goes out to uh, our conservative colleagues who get a paycheck from Odyssey, But now they own, by the way, Soros now owns more than 220 radio stations nationwide. And you better believe, you better believe those radio stations are vitally important. And a lot of people out there in the mainstream media, they always poo-poo radio. And they say, well, radio doesn't really matter. You know why they say that? Because radio is one of the few mediums actually controlled predominantly by conservatives. That's why. So they want you in your mind, they want you to think that radio doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, radio matters. It does. And without without radio, all of a sudden, conservatives lose a major platform. And that's uh, not a good thing. So anyway, um, all that to say, if you currently listen to an Odyssey radio station, stop and listen to us. And you can do that on the radio. You can do it online you can do it on video Uh, rumble facebook you name it we broadcast on all of those great channels all right we've got to take a break it is open line friday that means you get to call in you get to have your say our telephone number is 901-260-5926 
That's 901-260-5926. In the meantime, head over to the website and take advantage of some of the great free products we have for you. Of course, our daily podcast and our newsletter. You're going to want to sign up for those folks. All right, stick around. Hour two of The Big Show coming up next. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. All right. Happy Friday to you, America. Welcome to the Todd Starks Radio Program. Happy to have you with us. Today, of course, open line Friday. We're going to get to your calls in mere moments. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line real quick. Our good friend, Robin Poffman, great journalist. And uh, Robin, we've been following the uh, the Fannie Willis trial here. Uh, wow, what a crazy story it was yesterday and even today. Todd tell you that I could not move yesterday. It was reminiscent for me of watching the O.J. Simpson trial. If you, you know, dial your mind back to the 1990s, where it's just all so riveting (laughs) that you can't stop watching the, the, the car crash on the other side of the road. The most amazing point is for, for me as a starter is when, um, the, the, the state was arguing, they were standing there arguing that they didn't want Fannie Willis to testify. And all of a sudden, I see her in the camera shot, and I'm thinking, what is going on? Is it like a fire alarm, a fire drill? Why is she in the court if they're arguing that she's, you know, not going to testify? And she came in there like, what are they? What's that expression? Bull in a china shop, where you just you know plow your way into the room. She was so ginned up by the uh, testimony of Lover Boy. It was insane. I, I just I'm still not over the whole um, situation of it all, and the revelations are just so crazy. Like, why do I know and why do you know that he's a wine drinker and she's a vodka gal? I mean, it's crazy some of the stuff that came up that was allowed in to this hearing. And and I, I will end on this, and then you can, you know, throw a few more questions to me. But let me just say this. The, when you look at these two as a dynamic duo, right? Like, you don't have a law degree. I don't have a law degree. But if you put Starnes and Poffman 
we could do a better, come up with a better legal case than these two. Like, is this the best we have in our country in Georgia? And, and, and the case itself is RICO charges. Like, you know, Donald Trump is some sort of Tony Soprano, John Gotti figure. I mean, the, the charges don't even match uh, anything that actually went down in this case. It, it, the whole thing needs to go right into the trash bin, into the circular file, and be done, ended. I, I think that, that uh, Governor Brian Kemp should be involved. Exactly. There's all sorts of wasteful spending going on here. These are people's tax dollars paying for this. You have a special prosecutor who's never prosecuted. He's never prosecuted a case ever in a criminal courtroom. He's like a personal injury attorney. He's like who you go to if you get like in a, God forbid, a a car crash or something and, and you have a neck injury. Like, seriously? And I will also tell you, as a woman, there is something very revealing that she said that leads me to believe that they were in a physical relationship of some sort prior to 2022. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And also, I, I don't want to get too far off. I have to ask you about this or I will forget. Um, what was up with the dress? It was a lot of people are saying she was the dress was on backwards. how it was tied in the front yeah that's possible that she put the dress on in haste and maybe it's it's on wrong it's totally possible but i just want you todd to pick up on this nugget of what i'm saying in terms of why robin poffman thinks that there was an affair going on prior to 2022 and to me, I don't know if you watched every sentence of it like I did yesterday, but I was like glued to my set, okay? If I had to go to the ladies' room, I put it on pause. If I needed a cup of water, I put it on pause. If I, pause. If I needed a cup of coffee, I put it on pause. Here's what she said. She said that he was going through her excuse as to why they quote-unquote weren't together or proof that they weren't in a physical relationship in 2019 and 2020 was because he was going through cancer treatments and that she, these are her words, that she didn't want to embarrass, um, I believe she said she didn't want to embarrass um, a, a black man. And to me, the interpretation of all of that was even if you said of your boyfriend or a friend yeah i didn't i don't want to embarrass my man whether they're black or white to me would lead to the and again this is just me and my thinking that he had some sort of a male issue if you will perhaps a prostate problem and so she's kind of alluding well i don't want to embarrass my man and say that he wasn't you know capable of performing like a man and being my partner in that way and she was trying to get it you know get off the hook like oh we weren't in a relationship because he was going through cancer treatment but i thought it was weak i thought it was bogus and i don't believe her and i believe that women's friends like this other woman that she was friends with or she knew from back in the day from 30 years ago that lady is very normal and told the truth and a gal always knows what the gal is up to. And if she saw them hugging and kissing and whatever else was going on, I believe the witness who testified, who was the friend, 
and everything else is an excuse and a lie. And nobody, believe me, Todd, I've been to all these countries. Nobody's going to Belize with 4K, $4,000, not 400 but $4,000 in your pocket. You're not going to Belize. And- that, that is just nonsense. Well, Robin, uh, the other part of this is she actually admitted on the stand that she had committed uh, campaign finance fraud. She actually admitted <laughs> that she was taking cash from her campaign that was left over and using it for personal business. Yeah, did you hear that? Unbelievable. I, I mean, it's insane. And he's saying this guy who's prosecuting a former president is saying that he puts everything on the company card. You know, Todd, you and I, back in the day when we worked at Fox and other places, we had company credit cards. If I'm working for Todd Starnes and Todd Starnes gives Robin Poffman a company credit card, the only thing I'm charging to that company credit card are trips that I am working for you. If I'm going to CPAC, if I'm taking a politician, somebody out to dinner, if I'm taking out a source, if I have a -a rent-a-car and putting gas in it. Why are you putting everything on a company credit card and then getting with your accountant and charging off the things allegedly that are not company trips? I have never heard of such chaos. And you know what? The reason you've never heard of it is because it's bogus. I mean, these were real truth moments. Also, he had like this... um, uh, They were calling it on TV. These are not my words, but they were calling it like a brain fart where they asked him a question, did you ever go to a cabin in Tennessee with, with, with Fonnie Willis? And he literally took the most grueling 20 to 30 seconds, like you could have had 10 babies in the time before he answered the question. I was like, is this guy having a stroke on the, on the stand? That was my reaction to it. I thought he was having a literal medical incident, like a TIA or a stroke. He just like blanked out and didn't answer the question. It was That's nuts. true. Oh, by the way, do we have the audio of the of the daddy, uh, Black Panther? Uh, so the Black Panther uh, guy was uh, talking about um, just a few minutes ago, Robin, about why there was so much cash being kept in the home. Take a listen. Good morning. Okay. Good morning, Carl. When your daughter moved or left the house that she owned, did did she say anything to you about having a large uh, savings of cash? Oh, no, she, oh, no. See, maybe, excuse me, and I, Your Honor, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? But it's a black thing, okay? You know, I was trained, and most black folks, they hide cash, or they keep cash. And uh, I was, no, I train, you always keep some cash, because uh, I've been places and just because of the color of my skin, for example, I took a fellowship at Harvard when my daughter was just a, a if I might, Your Honor, if I might, when I was just, uh, she was just, you know. Okay, uh, so sorry, yeah. cut off there, but you get the gist of it. Yeah. I, I You'd have to go out and do a survey. Right, exactly. Like, I, like, uh, I, I have friends that are white. I have friends that are black. I have friends that are Asian. I have friends that are Indian. I have all kind of friends. Todd, you have all kind of friends. Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? It, 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 
it opens more doors and opens more questions. And then she's saying, well, wherever I laid my head down is where I kept the cash. So you go, I come over and stay at your condo, and then I bring my cash with me. I'm bringing my safe with with my $14,000. The whole thing is preposterous. And when you start one lie, um, it kind of ravels into other, you know, it, it goes from one lie to the next lie to the next lie. And the story gets grander and grander. And, and they look like fools. They just look like fools. I don't care if they're white, black, green, man from Mars, purple. I don't care who these people are. They look foolish. And they are clearly both lying. And um, this is just not the best we can do in the state of Georgia. Let's just say that. Do you think the Trump case gets thrown out altogether? Yeah, I, I, first of all, the judge, I don't know if you did a deep dive on him, but he's pretty new to the bench, this guy. He's educated, but he's new to the party. And that's why I think he just kind of let her breathe like a fine wine. You know, you put the wine and let it breathe and put the needle on the record and just let her talk. A lot of people kept saying that it was a runaway courtroom. I, I had a very different take on it. I think that he's just inexperienced and just, you know, just let her, you know, dig her own grave, dig her own hole. And uh, I, I'm almost glad that he didn't cut her off. He cut her off like twice. But I was glad that he let her breathe and, and get all this craziness out there. I, I think ultimately he removes the two of them from the case, and they probably give it to somebody else who's in that office. Maybe they move it over to another county, like Cobb County, Coweta, Fayette. I mean, there's the cab. There's other places you can move it. And then another DA is going to look at this with the RICO charges and say, wow, even that's a fraud. Yeah. Even that's fictitious. Fictitious. It was like charging Casey Anthony back at the Casey Anthony trial with um, murder one. You're never going to get anyone to, to do a death penalty case on, on that woman the way she looked. They should have charged her with manslaughter, and then she would have been convicted. Okay, yeah. It's the wrong right. charge for the right. case. So I think ultimately these two get knocked off. Willis needs to be either resign or be removed. The other guy needs to go back to his little law practice doing personal injury. And ultimately the Trump thing in Georgia goes right into the garbage can where it belongs. Got it. All right, Robin, we're super late for a break here. Got to run. Great insight and analysis. Thank you. We'll be right back. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us today. Let's go right to the phones. Uh, Christopher in Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, Christopher, what's on your mind? Well, sir, uh, I was listening to your show earlier, and you were having a hard time keeping your Christian tongue, you know, talking about Fonnie Willis, uh, you know, trying not to 
make her sound too, too bad. But uh, I had a new nickname for you, you know, if you want to use it, which I think is clean enough. I'm all ears. Cash cow. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like. <laughs> I love it. It's better than a heifer. So, yeah, I like that, Christopher. Well, yeah, you know. I knew you were you were you were you you know you're a good Christian man, and I know you you're kind of playing in the middle, you know, and uh, you know it's a tough really it's to tough to do thinking, but tough to do on a story like this, Christopher. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so I love it, Cash Cow. This is brilliant. All right, uh, Christopher, I've got this down. Thank you. You're a great American patriot. Uh, let's go to Marie in Georgia, WDUN. Marie, what's your take on on Fannie Willis? Well, I think we're in a whole lot of trouble, and I believe Homeland Security is going to be at my door at any moment. (laughs) I have a two-part question for you. We went to a commissioner's meeting uh, for our, our city. We brought up the fact that Fannie Willis admitted on tape and in the courtroom, we watched the whole thing, that she makes $200,000 for a, t- a couple of days a week of her work. About 40 to 60 of us went in there. We didn't go in there bl- guns blazing. We didn't go in there disrespectful. We were asking our representatives who showed up at this meeting if Fannie Willis would be disbarred as a district attorney, and we were basically being accused of being domestic terrorists because we were anti-government. Well, wow. Um, so We had to leave. Within 30 minutes, wow. uh, all 40 to 60 of us were asked to leave because we were asking legitimate questions on why are the taxpayers paying for this bogus, outrageous, lying, manipulative cover-up with Fannie Willis. And we wanted to know how much of our tax dollars were going to this court hearing, and we were considered domestic terrorists. Is that right? Well, now this is fascinating. So Fannie Willis, uh, the cash cow, she um she only earns about $108,000 a year. That's that's her base salary. But they say she's worth actually around $8 million and it's not quite clear how she's earning that money. Uh they're saying Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, Todd, yeah. because we watched the whole thing and in the middle of her rambling, she said that she got a pay raise up to $200,000 a year. For, and you can actually find it in the, the two-hour court hearing where she said, I work Tuesday and Wednesday, and I get paid $200,000. We actually played that part in the commissioner's, um, in the in the meeting of the commissioner's meeting last night. Interesting. She also holds about $2 million worth of stock. I'm just curious how she was able to, uh, to accumulate all of that wealth. That's that's the big question I would have. I'm well, just... one of our patrons that were there were, I guess the woman that we were with did a whole lot of research uh, for Fannie Willis, and apparently she was born in Inglewood, California, and she was raised. Well, her daddy's a her daddy's a Black Panther. Marie, I got to run. I'm super late for a break. The daddy's a Black Panther. No way he's got money. 
unless it, well, I can't go down that path just yet. But all that to say, uh, she owns 300 acres in Utah and Maui and two properties in Houston. Not bad for a DA on a $100,000 a year salary. We'll be right back. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Uh, let's go to the phone lines on this open line Friday. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Connor in Boston. Hey, Connor, what's on your mind? Hey, I'll tell you, Todd. You know what? I don't even think you need to have a nickname for Big Fanny. You can just play the cow mooing um, soundboard. I think most people are going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> This is this is a fair point. She well, she is a cash cow. I'll tell you that much. Um, my goodness. But I called in actually regarding George Soros and him taking over um, the Odyssey app. You know, this is another example of what the Democrats would love, the far you know the far left would love, is to have a state-run media by somebody like George Soros leading it. Um, they want to silence conservatives. They do not want another Todd Starnes or another Rush Limbaugh out there. And this is one of the main reasons I get my news and my um, my political commentary from the KWAM app and from Newsmax. They're phenomenal. They're the best in the business, in my opinion. And you get you know accurate news, and you also get real informed opinions. So I know I just hope when our great president, President Trump, gets reelected this November and um, for the um, for the third time and takes on his second term, I hope that he instructs his attorney general to look into this. Because we cannot lose um, any type of conservative platform to the far left. We need to get our messaging on point when it comes to conservatives in the Republican Party. Uh, well said, Connor. And and look, this is it's really going to be a wake up call for a lot of people that um, when they find out that their that their local talk radio station, and if you if you have an iHeart or Cumulus radio station or Odyssey, uh, all three of those are run by liberals. Um, the problem w- with Odyssey is they're going to be controlled by uh, George Soros, who is a leftist. And I just find it very hard to believe they're going to allow conservative talk radio hosts to exist in that platform. So, you know, people need to wake up and understand what's happening to their local radio stations, and they need to consider supporting the actual conservative talk radio stations in their market. Well, Fred, and you know what? Just as a reminder to this massive audience, George Soros is the godless heathen who is behind all these radical DAs out there and all these radical far-left politicians. So don't listen to anything that he's, he's behind. In fact, you know, any app that he's, you know, any company he's a part of, I won't deal with. Any type of fake news or fake opinion writers or anything like that, I will not listen to or view their apps. And I write them a negative review in the app store. You know, I cut right to the chase on it. But, you know, people need to understand. Yes, they do. Connor, appreciate that call as always, and, and Connor is spot on here, folks. So again, um, 
for example, and Connor, Connor mentioned our KWAM app. So KWAM is the is the radio station I own here in Memphis, Tennessee. And I can tell you, we're a rock-solid conservative radio station. You can actually download our app, and you're going to get 24 hours of conservative talk radio. And you can go to kwamradio.com. That's kwamradio.com. And, um, and you, can, you, can download, you can download our free app. All right, let's go to Jerry the Lib in Milwaukee. Hi, Jerry. What's going on? Um, yeah, Todd. Um, whatever Fannie Willis did with, a, with an affair, you know, that, that might be right or wrong, but it doesn't change the facts about Donald Trump. You know, if she recuses herself or not, none of this changes the facts about Donald Trump. Donald Trump in his infamous phone call to the Republican, I'll point out, Republican Secretary of State, who refuted uh, Trump's allegations about the election, um, Trump basically threatened him. He said, well, you could face charges. You could face criminal charges for not doing what Trump wants. I mean, this was real threats. I mean, Trump is implying using the federal government against a politician for his benefit. I mean, why isn't this important enough? This should go to trial. You're talking about the case in Georgia. Yes. No, of course not. Jerry, the, look, there, there's no RICO Act here. You know, they're trying to, and, and Robin Pompin, I think, did a great, ex, she used a, a great example, and that example being, uh, you know, Tony Soprano or, um, or some sort of a mob boss like John Gotti. That's not what was happening here. And it's, and again, now that the facts are coming out and we're seeing that not only was there spying on the the Trump campaign that there okay, that it all leads right back to to Barack Obama's White House? Okay, that, that that has nothing to do with what I said. Okay, even if you throw out Rico, he did threaten. He did like implicit threat to the Secretary of State of Georgia. There was no criminal charge. No, there was not. When you go back and listen to it, there was no threat, Jerry. He was he, what, what, what when you listen to the Trump context. Just, listen to the context of the interview. Yeah, what do, what, then what is, why would Trump say something that he knows is not true? Because the Georgia Secretary of State couldn't even possibly face any charges. He wasn't doing anything criminal. So either Trump is ignorant of the law, which I grant is a very real possibility in this case, or two, he was trying to threaten someone. You know, what, what does that mean to say, well, you could face criminal charges if you don't do what, essentially do what I want? Well, I'm telling you, Jerry, there was no criminal intent there, and and to, to suggest, and again, that's what the argument is. They're make, they're trying to make that argument. I don't believe they have made that argument. Well, we just have to look at the tax of the call. We know what he said to the Georgia Secretary of State. Well, all it is is just the intent. All we all the question is of intent behind it. Mm. All right, Jerry, appreciate the call, uh, folks. Agree or disagree with Jerry? Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's 901-260-5926. All right. Um, oh, we've got to talk about uh, the big Newsmax poll. President Trump getting ready to pick his VP, and Newsmax wants to know who should the VP pick be. All it takes is about 30 seconds to take part in the Newsmax poll. All you have to do is text the word SKIP to 39747. That skip to 39747, and they will send you a poll link. That skip to 39747. We'll be right back. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. 
With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's go to the phone lines. Doug in North Carolina, listening to us on WSIC. Hi, Doug, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, it is an honor to speak with you again, my friend. Um, I just have a simple question for you. I've been wondering why uh, everybody's talking about, you know, Trump's possible VP picks. But nobody has mentioned anything about Condoleezza Rice. I think she would be an outstanding pick. What do you like about What do you like about Condoleezza Rice? Uh, She is elegant. She is extremely intelligent, and I think she could handle uh, anything that comes her way. And she just happens to be a minority, a woman. I mean, I I just think that she would be fantastic. So the the challenge there would be, I think, a lot of people on the um, the Trump side of the the aisle would say that her positions on some of the issues are more moderate. Um, that uh, she was part of the whole Iraq War nonsense and that mess. Um, and that that might possibly disqualify her. So I'm curious, aside from the, the race and the gender, uh, Doug, what would you say is the, is the biggest qualification she has? She's extremely intelligent. Okay. All right. Not she's afraid of anybody or anything. Well, fair enough. And all right, fair enough. Well, folks, uh, we're going to put this out to the listeners, Doug. Uh, what do you think here, folks? Condoleezza Rice as a running mate for uh, President Trump. Appreciate that call. Thank you very much. Want to go to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we're just honored uh, to have our friends at the Wellness Company drop by again. And by the way, they have a brand new emergency medical kit. I I'm, I'm, should be getting mine any day now, and it's something that you need uh, with you in your home in the event that you have some sort of an emergency. Um, the emergency medical kits are pretty spectacular, and if you go to twc.health slash darns, that's twchealth slash darns, use my promo code starns, they're going to save you 10% on your emergency medical kit. And we're honored to have with us uh, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today, Dr. William Mackis, who is the Chief of Nuclear Medicine and Oncology for the Wellness Company. Doctor, good to have you back on the show. Thank you very much for having me again. Well, let's talk about a a big story uh, that uh, we have up on our website. Uh, There is a lot of concern about what some people are calling a cyber Pearl Harbor attack from the Chinese. And the concern is that the nation's healthcare systems could be vulnerable to an attack. Is is that a valid concern that people have? Well, you know, absolutely. Uh, the World Economic Forum has been, you know, talking about a cyber attack for a number of years now, and the, that you know that it may 
make the COVID pandemic, you know, look like uh, a kindergarten event, you know, a, a small event in comparison. So, you know, this has been uh, telegraphed for a while now. Um, and, you know, things are getting more and more unstable uh, globally. Uh, and so, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, something like that might realistically happen, maybe even this year. So, so how is it that? And again, when I remember in the early days of the of the China virus, there was a lot of concern because um, a good number of the things that are used to make our medicines are coming from China. How are they able to get such a dominant position in the healthcare supply chain? Well, because the the Chinese government has been subsidizing the production of pharmaceuticals for many many years now and uh, so you know it, it, it's sort of um, basically you know they you know they, they put themselves in this comp- competitive space and with the government subsidizing it you know they get all the manufacturing from around the world and so you know the capacity for the US to manufacture pharmaceuticals has you know decreased dramatically over the last decade. And something like 90% of components of most drugs are now coming from China. And so that makes the U.S. very vulnerable uh, to disruptions in in the supply of, of medicines, of drugs. And I think this is so vitally important for us to understand so that we can have, you know, those medicines um, at least have a supply of them, which is why the wellness company is so vitally important and again, folks, uh, get your emergency medical kit at twc.health slash Starnes. Uh, Dr. Mackis, uh, we've been looking at uh, the early stages of the presidential campaign. I know that RFK Jr. has uh, clearly made health care and the vaccines sort of a centerpiece of, of his campaign. Uh, how much do you think the, the issues that he is raising will be talked about in the, in the Trump-Biden fight? Well, you know, that, that is very interesting because uh, more and more people are getting injured uh, by the COVID-19 vaccine, specifically the mRNA vaccines. Thousands of people have been injured in various ways, whether they've had injuries to their heart, lots of people still coming down with heart attacks, lots of people still coming down with blood clots. And now, you know, neurological problems, uh, we're seeing a lot of early dementia, um, a lot of neurodegenerative diseases and cancers, turbo cancers. This is now the big, the big area. Even Pfizer, even the Pfizer CEO uh, said, our next big thing is cancer and, uh, you know, one in three people will get cancer and they just bought out for $43 billion a cancer drug company that has some cutting-edge cancer treatment. So I think it's going to be a big topic. I don't know if it's going to come up uh, between Trump and Biden specifically, uh, because uh, former President Trump has not really addressed the issue of vaccine injuries in any significant way. And I don't think the Biden administration wants to draw any attention to vaccine injuries. Uh, but uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is absolutely, um, you know, bringing it up. And I think it is a major topic that, you know, it will be unavoidable. Well, I, I hope so. Um, and again, you know, these are very important issues that every American needs to be concerned about. And I know that people get worried about their health care system. Uh, I mean, you've 
really since Obamacare blew it all up, uh, you can see what what's happened, and that's frightening. Um, but this loss of faith in the medical establishment and the concern about the influence of big pharma, and then you throw in what China's doing and the ability they have to literally cripple our system. What can, what can we do about all of this, doctor? Well, people have to take health into their own hands, and you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons why you know the wellness company is is offering various kits, various uh, you know emergency kits, uh, first aid kits, so that you have these things on hand. You know, the emergency kit has something like eight antibiotics that will cover you against any kind of emergency and any kind of issue, whether it's a virus or a bacteria or a fungal infection. Um, you know, people have to be proactive because these are unstable times. Uh, China certainly, as I said, has really cornered the market on antibiotics, for example. They are the second largest consumer of antibiotics in the world. And if there is, you know, another emergency, you know, in the world, uh, let's say there's a, there is another pandemic declared, China could easily just shut off um, export of, of drugs, of uh, antibiotics, creating shortages, shortages in the United States. We saw shortages in Canada, for example, um, in the past couple of years for children's medications. Uh, the shelves were empty. I had never seen that before in Canada. I've only seen that, you know, in a communist country where I was born in Czechoslovakia. So uh, it's, it's, I think it is important to be very proactive when it comes to protecting your family. Well, and and certainly you guys are doing that at the wellness company, and I love the new products you guys have. Uh, this uh, this incredible emergency kit. Uh, can you tell us what's included in this uh, new kit? Well, so there's a there's a number of of kits, and it you know depends on what you're looking at. You know, there's a kit that's specifically um, for like antibiotics. So that is the medical emergency kit that has you know, eight antibiotics to, to cover you in any situation. But there is also a travel emergency kit. There's a first aid kit that has uh, medical supplies uh, for first aid. Uh, there's also a contagion kit. So that's specifically designed for if there is a, another respiratory pandemic, for example. It has ivermectin, it has hydroxychloroquine, it has some, you know, steroids. Uh, so uh, I would urge people to check it out. TWC slash Starnes. Yes, TWC slash yeah, TWC.health slash Starnes is the website. And yes. I, yeah, and doctor, I'm so sorry. We are coming up on the end of the uh, the hour, so I, I hate to uh, to break in there, but we really appreciate your time. And again, folks, uh, what we're talking about today is specifically the emergency medical kit, and you can get that at TWC.health slash Starnes. Be sure to use that promo code Starnes to save ten percent. Again, on the emergency medical kit uh, from our friends over at the Wellness Company. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up this hour of the show. Our telephone number on this open line Friday, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back.
marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. A lot going on out there. It is Open Line Friday, and uh, we always love hearing from uh, our great listeners on uh, this uh, great day of the week. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. You know, there was an interesting story that uh, we have up on our website. I didn't have a chance to, to talk a lot about it yesterday, but this really just set me off. So we've got a lot of the alphabet activists out there, and, and many of them are in the nonprofit space. That They can't get a job in the, in the real world. And um, many of them are shoving their agendas, their woke gender agendas, uh, down our throats. And this is especially happening at the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. Now... I'm sure they do good work, and I'm, I'd like to think they raise a lot of money to fight MS. I hope. I don't know. It's, you know, it's kind of like the Red Cross and a lot of these other organizations, uh, which is why, you know, you don't know where your money's going. That's why I support Samaritan's Purse, for example. But anyway, uh, there is a, there's a lady by the name of Fran Itkoff. She is 90 years old, and she is disabled. She's been a volunteer at the, California chapter of the National MS Society for about 60 years. So it turns out her husband suffered from MS. So anyway, the other day she was working and she noticed that people were starting to put pronouns in their email signature line. By the way, just as an aside, I've actually seen people's resumes come through and when I see those uh, pronouns, it's just into the circular file. So she was confused, right? And Miss Fran, who is 90 years old, and she's confused about this. She goes, why? I don't understand. Why are people putting their pronouns in their email signature lines? It's a, it's a legitimate question. So then... Um, Miss Fran was asked by an unnamed worker to use her pronouns. And and the 90-year-old was like, I don't I don't understand. What are you saying? What what? And she did an interview with our friends over at the Libs of TikTok. And uh, the woman said, "Look, I'd seen it on some letters that had come in after the person's name. I didn't know what it meant." So she went over and she said, "Help me understand this. What's going on?" 
And so anyway, the staffer said, well, we put our pronouns on our emails because we're, we are all inclusive. And Fran says, that doesn't make any sense. Because it sounds like you are labeling for females and not males if you're just putting in she, her. So Fran thought, oh, well, I mean, if we're putting pronouns in there, why aren't we, why are we only putting in the, the female pronouns? Why not put in all the pronouns? It was actually a great question. That's a fair point. So after the conversation, a few days later, she got an email. And in this email, they explained to her that she had violated the MS Society's diversity, equity, and inclusion guidelines. And they fired her. We appreciate your dedication and contribution as a self-help group leader with our organization. As we discussed earlier during a phone conversation, after a thorough review of our guidelines and standards, it's come to our attention that there has been a failure to abide by diversity, equity, and inclusion guidelines during your time as a volunteer. What, all 60 years? The email went on. Unfortunately, based on the situation, we have made the difficult decision to have you step down from your volunteer position effective immediately. Fran's husband had MS. He died 20 years ago. And he had actually run the Long Beach Lakewood MS support group. And she took over all of that to honor her dead husband. Fran won a number of awards for her dedication and her involvement. A 90-year-old woman and the sex and gender zombies came after this woman. I was completely shocked. I couldn't believe it. I had to read it a couple of times to see if if I'm getting if I'm getting what she said. Fran is recounting all of this. Fran's daughter said volunteering for the support group had been her mother's whole life with the goal of helping other patients get through their situations. This is terrible. It's sad they're discriminating against her because MS doesn't discriminate. It can happen to anybody to get the disease, and yet they're discriminating against her because she just asked a question to explain what the pronouns were. Now, Fran wasn't asking any questions about, okay, why is this chick here got magenta hair, and why does she have man hands? Fran did not ask that question. So it turns out that A lot of people are fired up over this. A lot of people. So much so. So much so that um, they put out a statement. And they put out another statement. And in both of those statements, they are doubling and tripling down on their policies. And they said it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if that person is 90 years old or 100 years old. It doesn't matter if they've been volunteering for 60 years. It doesn't matter. If you don't bow down to the LGBT agenda, then you're out. And so the woman got got whacked. That's it. By the way, they've taken all the all the information, all the information about the board of directors and all the contact information over at the National MS Society, they've taken it off the off the websites. So here's the deal. I'm I'm sure there are other organizations that support MS, but this doesn't need to be one of them. 
they do that to a sweet elderly woman who has dedicated her life to fighting MS, and they're going to do that, they don't deserve a single penny of your money, folks. Not a single penny. All right, we're going to take your calls on this, folks. Hang tight. we got to take a break first. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. All right. Welcome back. Good to have you with us. Let's go to the phones. North Carolina, Patty on the line. Patty, what's on your mind? You don't want to know, Todd. I do want to know. (laughs) How are you feeling? Good, good. Thank you for asking. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. I watched it yesterday, and I'm telling you, this woman come through here, through there, that this Fanny Willis, and she looked like she just stepped out of bed. Right? She and did. Only, yeah, disheveled. She did. She was all disheveled. She looked horrible. This was a DA prosecuting an ex-president? It doesn't make much sense, does it, Patty? No, it's sad. It's scary because she's a George Soros reject, and this is what's running wow. your blue state. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we've got a George Soros guy here in Memphis, uh, and man, is that you know he's kind of disheveled too. You know, I'd like to know, yeah. Patty. I want to know where did she get her? She said she went to Howard uh, University and Emory. I'm not buying it. Yeah. I think this looks like a shopping center law degree, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. I mean, she, I mean, and then, you know, not for anything. I mean, he was up there. I thought the guy, like, I agree with Robin. The guy looked like he was going to have a, a, a nervous breakdown because they're asking him questions. He's, like, <laughs> rubbing his head. The guy, <laughs> I'm not kidding. He I mean, was, he was, you could see the mind working. What do I say? What do I say? Yeah, what do I say? And then, oh, but, you know, not only that, but the money thing. It's, yeah. You know what? They're thinking, oh, well, we're going to use the money thing because there's no traceable. You could, you can't trace money, right? That's the whole thing is that there were, if I'm, if I'm watching this, I've got the DOJ on a flight to Atlanta today and I've got the IRS. Right. Do you think that's going to happen, Todd? No, of course not. They don't you know care. What? I think that, I think the whole case should be thrown. Like I agree with Robin, should be thrown in the garbage. These two shouldn't even I, just go home and stay home. Stay home in your pajamas or something. You know, just stay home. That's it, Patty. Good hearing from you, and uh, appreciate you calling in. Thanks for listening. It's true, though. By the way, have you noticed we are what forty eight hours out from the Super Bowl parade attack in Kansas City? They've had a couple of people in custody, and we understand them to be juveniles. And our understanding is this may or may not be gang-related. But the police aren't saying anything. They're not saying a word. So there's literally nothing official about what happened, what went down in Kansas City two days out. And you're telling me that the police don't know what happened? Come on. 
By the way, they're still holding these uh, kids, and they haven't been charged, which is apparently against the law there, in, in at least in Missouri, unless they're holding them on the Kansas side. They've got to they've got to release them. But again, folks, this have you noticed? And uh, again, have you noticed in the national media that this is not a big story anymore? Have you noticed that? It doesn't matter that 22 people, 23 people got shot, one person got killed, half of the kids shot were kids. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The people who did the shooting, they don't fit the the narrative. I mean, it really is that simple. And I know it's hard for people to grasp, but whenever there's a shooting and they don't come right out and tell you anything about the shooter, I can promise you this, it's, it's either a minority, it's a Muslim, an illegal alien, or a member of the alphabet activist community. And that's the reason why. I'm just telling you. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. New Yorkers, very upset over the illegals. I'm telling you, folks, if the Republicans play their cards right, they're going to pick up some votes over this. Cut number 12. They're not legal. If they were legal, they need to pay taxes. What do you think is going to happen with the migrant crisis here in New York City? Uh, it's getting bad because they're also next to my house and they piss on my door. I could tell that they're gang lords. I mean, they're tattooed up to head to toe. The people pissing on my door, they're tattooed up head to toe. And they're not, there's no law against illegal mi- migrants committing crimes. So again, it's lawlessness, non-payment of taxes, siphoning all our money to their native countries, and it's just killing our economy. Eric Adams just said he's going to give 4,000 migrants jobs. That means 4,000 civilians have less jobs. It's just not fair to Americans. It's getting scary. Right now, you know, people in the Bronx are getting attacked. People Upper East Side, two of them just got attacked. And it's illegal to buy mace. It's illegal to protect yourself. So that's an average New Yorker. And you can kind of tell. She didn't say urinate. She said something else. That's the way. But look, I, they're really upset about this. So the question is, what exactly are the Republicans doing to attract those kinds of voters? Hmm? What are they doing? 901-260-5926, our number. Oh, this story. Folks, we caught them again. This is an elementary school, and you've got teachers at this elementary school, school showing seven-year-old kids how to promote the Palestinian agenda. Cut 15. So you get a little taste of it. Uh, this is happening at Sire Elementary School, and the seven-year-olds in the video, um, they were all being taught how to uh, chant and protest in support of, of of the Palestinians. This is a public school, ladies and gentlemen, your tax dollars. 
Let's go to the phone lines. Chattanooga, Tennessee. NougaRadio.com, our great affiliate there. Mike, what's going on? How you doing, Todd? Glad to hear you're feeling better. <clears throat> and um, I just, <laughs> since it's open Friday, I know you don't have a lot of time, but uh, I, I, I think we wouldn't want to call this unintended consequences. By the way, you did see that preacher on there collapse when he went against Israel. You go against Israel, God's going to zap you. But I, I love the illegals coming over here. I love it. Open those borders. It's waking people. Even the left is waking up a little bit, as brain dead as they are. Bring them over. Come on, man. Put them in the city. <laughs> I just laugh. The left is feeling the brunt of it. But I really called about the Donald Trump talking about NATO. Of course, the left. I was so angry. I called ABC News after their propaganda. I've only done that a couple of times. But what Trump was saying is what I've said for years. NATO, if you're not going to pay your fair share, then don't expect to be protected by us, especially Canada, you arrogant Canadians. We get free health care. Remember, Todd, they used to say that? Yeah, because we protect your sad country. If you had to pay for the military, you wouldn't be able to give away so-called free health care that they come to America to get operated on anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Say this. Yeah, I used to say, listen, come and take them. If Canada's not going to pay NATO, come on over. Take them. I can care less. And that's what Trump was saying. He was tongue in cheek and being facetious. Yeah, people don't get that. He says they twist. And Mike, and that angers me because you know when the guy is being facetious and or they're just stupid. And either way, it's unacceptable. But everybody knows what Trump is talking about here. Although he wants to be dictator. He said the first day and all. And once you're a dictator, you know, his, his loser, Cohen, Cohen was on, uh, he was blogging. And he goes, you know, once you, once you allow someone to be a dictator, they never give it back. Oh, you mean like Joe Biden and the leftist Democrats? Really? The collectivist dictators? I mean, That's what they are. You look at what happening. You look at what's happening. And by the way, Putin says, you know what? No, we don't want Trump in the White House. We want Biden. Uh, in the white, because we want predictability. You know, they know that they can control Biden. And and when you look again, Mike, at what they're doing uh, with their political enemies in Russia, that's exactly what the Democrats are doing in this country. Not the Republicans, the Democrats. And what Barack Obama did. Yeah. Car- Tucker Carlson did a great job. Everyone else is going after uh, uh, Putin for, oh, you killed this one and that one. And he got to the meat of the issue. We promised him. We were not going to make our money laundering capital, Kiev, part of NATO. We went back on that promise. And they also cut the water supply into Russia from Kiev. And nobody talks about that. Well, that's true. So once again, as we've gone back on our word on the Indians, or I'm sorry about that, I hate that term, the Native Americans, we've gone back on our word with Russia. Mike, uh, we got to leave it there. We are running late for a break. Uh, Appreciate you. And uh, folks, hang tight. We'll be right back.
turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.